When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're Talking Real Money. Hey, hi. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don, that's Tom, you're there, we're glad you are, and we want to do something. We want to help you manage money better than you did before you listen to us. And we can't know for sure what you want to talk about, although we have a pretty good idea in a lot of cases, but every once in a while you throw us a curve, which we like. You need to call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And uh, we'll, we'll tackle almost anything. We may not be able to answer everything. We, in fact, we can't. Uh, we might make a mistake now and again, but if we do, we'll try to correct it. And uh, because our goal, really, when it comes right down to it, it really is helping you. And I want to make this really clear because one time, one you know, a while ago, one of the grumpy reviews online said, "Well, it's just an infomercial." Well, we do have an investment advice firm, but if you listen to the show or the podcast, you'll rarely hear us mention that. Well, we're not pitching you on it either. No. We never do that. We want to just help. We really, yeah. truly want to help. And it's it's what we've done for a very long time, many years. So call us, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Today on the live show or yesterday on the podcast, we, uh, we are talking about being prepared for retirement because a lot of people are concerned that they're not in a good position to retire. But how do you know that you are not in a good position to retire? So this is the the opposite of how do you know when you're ready to retire? It's how do you know you're not ready to retire? And we've already talked about three things. One, that you're not you're, you're really struggling to pay your bills. You can't afford to live with income from a job. How are you going to retire? You have a lot of debt, which kind of ties into that, and you don't have any kind of a, a plan and you'll notice the word plan is going to come up a lot in this discussion. You don't have a plan for big expenses in the future. These are really kind of insignificant. Number four, though, Tom loves number four. And it's really I easy tell to you fix. Why. Yeah, I tell you, because it drives me crazy. Because this is something I think anybody over the age of 50 really should know. Maybe 55. But you got to know this number because it's going to be paramount central to your retirement plan for most americans it makes up like 75 percent of their retirement income and i'm talking about number four is an unknown social security benefit now set aside the political whatever whatever yeah please let's, social not, security, let's try to avoid political shall we it, it it'll get fixed one way or the other might it look a little different when they have to yeah it will but today if you're thinking about retirement you need to know how much you are going to get at ages 62. All basically now, anybody's going to retire pretty soon is going to be re the full retirement age is going to be 67. 
I think mine's still 66 and eight months um, and 70 years old. And here's the thing. It says it, people don't know this. Really? In today's world, you can fix that so very quickly, so very quickly. While you were talking. <laughs> yes, you did your login. I literally logged in and I'm looking at my okay. benefit. Where, I started go. after I you morning. started talking. I know. You go to ssa.gov. Mm-hmm. SSA.gov. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an account, you set one up. If you do have one, they have you have a login and then they have the secondary code they send you. Mm-hmm. Boom. And you're on. And you can look at your benefit for all those. Don and I look at ours. I look at mine about every six months because I'm always curious to see if anything's changed. Uh, because certainly at the end of last year, it did with the, with the inflationary numbers. And you know, it's funny. It. I'm looking at if I wait until 70. Whew, that is a, I know. that is a lovely it number. Is. That's a it is. I know. I think I, our, our numbers are very similar. It, it's so funny because I'm looking at it. I'm going well, and I make a decent salary, but it is it, it's it's pretty comparable to my after tax. Yeah, half of my tax. half of my after tax yep. income. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yep. darn close to it, a little under, but darn it, that, that's you know, and you wait, it really pays off. So make sure you know that number. We'll uh, we'll get to number five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hopefully in a little bit. Eight five five nine three five talk is our number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Talking about being ready to retire or not. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You got a real money problem, real money issue, a real money concern, a real money question, uh, a real money decision that might be uh, pending? Give us a call at 855-935-TALK. I'm Don McDonald, Tom Cox over there. We do this a lot, like five days a week. We're doing either a show or a podcast. So call us, 855-935-8255. And Carol, you are next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Um, I am a senior and um, been retired. I'm also a widow. And the required minimum distributions, um, I not even needing it this year and they're quite substantial they're over forty thousand dollars so um i was going to reinvest it into something the ira is currently held at schwab but i've had a number of poor experiences with schwab so i wouldn't ask them for their advice so i'm asking you what can i um reinvest these funds into Okay, so but just to go back, so um, the you're talking about reinvesting the money. The RMD. You say reinvesting, she's, she's got she's taking, taking the, the money RMD out, of, and then okay. just wants to put it back into something. I see. So invested yeah. in something else, exactly. and this is money that you don't plan on needing. Um. Well, that's to be determined. Um. Mm. So that is a loose variable. I own free and clear our home. Uh, I'm in um, a suburb outside of Seattle, so the land is quite valuable, which makes my home valuable. But the home itself needs some um, repair work. I've been a widow for over 10 years, and um, the upkeep has not been kept up to date. Yeah. So 
trying to decide whether to sell the house or rent the house. And um, I have two children, two adult children who live elsewhere mm-hmm. in the United States. Well, so, here, l- let me yeah. ask you a couple of questions, Carol, that will really help pin sure. this down. If you're getting a $40,000 RMD, that means you have a sizable retirement account. That's correct. And what is that well, invested used to be in? Before the, before the, uh, the last financial advisor put them all into um, bonds. So it you're 100 percent in bonds. For, uh, just about yes. What kind of bonds? Well, I'm currently not at home with all of my paperwork. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. And uh, I can't tell you unless I yeah. Have here's the, the thing. Um, how, can you? Would you mind telling me your age? I'm 77. Okay, so at 77, again, you still have a pretty big portfolio if you have a forty thousand dollar RMD. Um, I think you yes. you need you need to really you can't just this is one of those questions we hate answering. Not that we hate answering it, but it's so hard to answer because there is no correct answer to this question. The correct answer is you want to put it into the things that 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 fill out your portfolio, that that help it be properly diversified. And it sounds to me like you're not properly diversified right now. And here's the things I think no, you should I- look at with, with your entire portfolio, the entire portfolio. What rate of return are you trying to achieve? How much volatility, therefore, you're willing to accept? Because it sounds like somebody said, you're nervous about the market. I'm going to put you all in bonds. And then part three of that is how soon until you need any of the money? Because once those three questions are answered, then you can work your way back and say, as Don said, well, that's all in bonds, so I'm going to put a certain amount of this in stocks. I'm going to use globally diversified stock portfolio because I got nothing in that other area. That's how I look at the world. Yeah. And then once those things are sort of answered, then you build the right portfolio. Yeah. Well, um, I must tell you that uh, I think it's all in bonds because I said that I was anxious about um, the stocks. Previously, it was more a diversified portfolio. Yeah, this is, um, this, is a, this was a bad advisor then because a good advisor will not let you tell them what you should do. A yeah, good advisor, no, a good right. advisor is going to look you in the eye or talk to you on the phone and say, I, yeah. I don't care what you feel. Those feelings will pass. You cannot time the yeah. market. A good advisor That's will right. tell you that you cannot do this. So I would tell you, for example, I'm just going to give you a hypothetical that you take a risk quiz at talkingrealmoney.com. It says that you can tolerate. Forty percent of your money in stocks, sixty percent in bonds. I'm this is all hypothetical. If that was the case, uh-huh. then I would begin to I would take immediately the forty thousand, and I would get that in a diversified equity portfolio to increase your stock position. No matter what the market is doing, you can't worry about the market. And then slowly, I'd be moving some of those bonds in the portfolio, or as they mature. I would be moving those back into equities so that you could get to the 40% stock, 60% bond ratio, hypothetically. But the first thing you probably should do is go to Talking Real Money, take the risk quiz. Let's figure out where you are on a risk scale reality-wise. And then get the portfolio built so that it doesn't scare you in the future. Okay. Okay? Well, 
it was that way previously before I got this new financial advisor who let me tell her what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. so she did basically what I was telling her. That is so, not an advisor. Like That's a salesperson. Yeah. Because a good advisor, sure, people come in our office yeah. all the time and say, hey, this is upsetting. This is nerve wracking. We say, you got a plan that says the three things I mentioned earlier and many more. We're sticking to the plan because we know over the long haul this is what we all agreed to, and here's why we agreed to it. In fact, not we, the way we, the wind a good is advisor even makes you put that in writing in an investment policy statement. They make you write it down that this is what we're going to do, and you sign it because then exactly. it codifies it. It makes it official okay. that, that that you will do the things you need to do, not the things are. And we all, uh, let me tell you, Carol, even Tom and, and me, we feel those feelings. We get, at times go, oh, my gosh, it just feels awful. But the difference is we do not act on those feelings ever. You can't act on your feelings when it comes to money. They must be eliminated from the process. So first thing I would like you to do, please go to Talking Real Money. It's free. Nobody calls you, bugs you or anything. Take the risk quiz. That's really easy. Figure out what you're, and that will tell you right on there. Okay, based on your answers, you should probably have about X in stocks and about X in bonds. And then begin the process of rebuilding your portfolio to get that proper balance. And that 40000 can be a, an immediate part of that rebalancing process. That's exactly what I would suggest if, you, if you're going alone. And uh, I would get that okay. done right away. Okay? Okay, thank you. Good luck, Carol. Thank you so much for the call. 855-935-8255 is our phone number, 855-935-TALK. And uh, while we have things we want to talk about on every show, and today we're talking about are you prepared for retirement, uh, we also want to hear the things that are bothering you, that are affecting you. So give us a call, 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Because, well, you deal with money all the time and you need it. You do. Particularly to retire comfortably. And there are a few things that mean you're not going to retire comfortably. And we're kind of looking at a list that came from Investopedia. And uh, we've gone through four of the things we made it through four probably because we're long-winded but it's interesting (laughs) i think five and six really they could have made this they could have made this like five things instead of ten stretched it out they really stretched it because five and six both have the word plan in them tom yeah and one says no monthly financial plan the other one says no long-term financial plan i Come they are on, the, really they the should be the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. And it what it says is you need to map out your monthly cash flow before you retire. Yeah. We kind of mentioned well, this but earlier. No, a lot of people don't do that. They don't do that. But and I, by the way, would run your cash flow at what it is today. I would not say life's going to be a lot cheaper in retirement, especially in your later years in retirement when you may need more of your money to pay health care costs or early on. When you to have decide more you fun. want to travel more. Yeah, I want to go some travel because I've been sitting around going to the office for the last 30 years. So, yeah, then this gets back a little bit to the previous caller. Because once you have that plan in place, once you say, here's how much we want to spend, here's really when we look at the plan we can spend, then you go back and build the portfolio that matches that rather than the other way around, rather than, well, markets make me very nervous right now. 
because the debt ceiling negotiation, because inflation, because the economy, whatever the list is. That stuff then doesn't matter because it shouldn't matter. Your money's about you. So, yeah, you sh- you've got to have a plan. And as part of that plan, Don, it's got to account for inflation, right? It has to. You can't just run the same number for the next 25 years because at an inflation rate of 3%, your expenses double in like 23 years or something. I mean, it's very quick. So that's got to be figured into the plan again. And this, there's, this is from the Pedia people. They're saying you're not accounting for inflation. I right. Think so wait, he, he just got seven in along with five <laughs> and six. You just fit How seven right in. I slid it right by you. There. And I yeah. bet, I bet you could even find a way to slip, slip eight in to the well, same. Well, it's a little bit of a different topic. But, but eight yes. is still part of the plan. It is part of the plan. Because part of the plan should be, I am not just going to sit here with my portfolio static as bonds rise or stocks rise and, and my mm-hmm. my 50-50 is, is now 60-40 or 40-60. You have to do something, and a lot of people don't like to do this most, something. They don't. Most people don't. It's yeah. hard to do. It is. It's counterintuitive. Um, it What's takes- it called? Oh, pardon me. Rebalancing. I didn't say what it was. was Rebalancing. Rebalancing, which after the show, I'll take the drugs that do that for me. But yeah, so you've got to do that. You've got to stay inside the tracks. He's kidding again. Partially. He's Uh, kidding again. Stay stay on on the plan. You've got to know what that is. And you've got, as Don said, he was talking when he said the the split there, 50-50 would be 50% in stocks, 50% in bonds. Oftentimes that moves to 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, because stocks do generally go up more than bonds. So then you have to sell those stocks and buy bonds. And why yeah, do you have hard. to do that? Because because you're the risk. You when you established your plan, you said this is how much risk I can tolerate based on historical norms for stock and bond ratios. This is how much I can tolerate. And if you go up, way up from 50-50 and don't rebalance, you've now made your portfolio more stressful, more angst-ridden, more volatile, more scary. And something else you mentioned in the recent podcast, we were talking about asset classes. Most of us end up with too much in large U.S. companies, mm-hmm. partially because most funds hold too much there, but partially because the money that goes in ends up in those bigger companies as they grow, grow, grow. When the reality is you want to own more of the smaller ones, the more value oriented. So you got to rebalance that part of the portfolio too inside of the stock. So there's some work to be done here. That you're right, generally is not. People sometimes set up the portfolio correctly and then think, huh, I've done everything I got to do. Um, and that is absolutely not the case. Sorry to say. So the plan, the process of creating a plan is first determining your needs, then determining how, what kind of a portfolio it takes to meet those needs, then determining how much risk you can take, and then changing that portfolio based on the risk because you may not need to take that much risk, and then regularly rebalancing the deal. That's it. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking real money. During the break, we were talking about our searches on uh, LinkedIn. You know, I guess people search for different people on LinkedIn. And if you were searched, they send you a little report and they tell you that uh, some of the companies your searchers work for, the people who searched you. And apparently, 
uh, I, uh, I I was searched by a uh, a headhunter for private mm-hmm. equity firms. So, Do they shrink uh, your head after they get you, or how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never had my head hunted. <laughs> Shrunk. Um, but uh, so how many how many vote I work for private equity? Oh, look, no hands. Look at that. No, <laughs> not even mine. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Like a Bain yeah. Capital or something? No, yeah, no. something like that. Yeah. Don't right. no. I could not do that. I could not do it. I, I just yeah. honestly, my conscience no, you would could hurt do the every annual, day. You could do the annual convention. You could be the voice of that. Oh, you could, you ladies could do and some gentlemen. Ads for them. Well, yeah, yeah, no, right. I, but you, I, I, yeah. you know, I couldn't do that work. I would feel oh, okay. As a matter of fact, when I do voice work, I go through and I, I, I literally, I'll look at it and I go, no, I would feel too guilty saying that. Nope, I can't say that. Don't believe that. Nope. I just I won't even audition for Careful now. companies Careful. I don't believe in unless they don't tell me who they are in the first place. <laughs> okay. We're going to leave that which one Which will remain right unspoken. Where it is. All right. So yeah. uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Call us. Call us. We'd like you yeah. to call us. And uh, we're, 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 we're devoting today's episodes, well, the last, this episode and the one before, or the hours, this one, the one before, to... Um, whether or not you are properly aligned, you're 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 in the right place to retire. Are you there? And here are some of the things that say you're not. <laughs> they just these things say you're not ready. Number one, you are your bills are just terrible. They're just awful. You have too much debt. Number two. Number three, you don't have a plan for major expenses. Number four, you don't know how much Social Security is going to send you. Number five, you don't have a monthly plan, which is pretty much the same as number six. You don't have a long-term plan. And number seven, ah, you didn't take inflation into account. And number eight, you don't rebalance your portfolio based on your plan. Darn you. Number nine. And I think this is bigger than most people realize. I also think it's something that's come to the fore the last 10 years. Because I don't even remember talking about it 20 years ago. And that is uh, anxiety around retirement, a purpose in retirement, having something to do, having a reason to get up and out of bed every day. Um, in this case, the article says working takes up a lot of energy. Some people may be anxious rather than excited to consider months and years of unstructured time ahead. Yeah, I'm fully guilty. I'm oh, fully guilty of that. Me too. I don't look forward to that. I'm not I, excited. I, so I have I have literally I, I've sat around. I've talked to my wife. I've talked with you, uh, and 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 have said, what what if I retired, like fully retired, then what? What would I do with all those hours? Yeah. I, I mean, There's I like so to many read. Books, I, I the can, garage, yeah, right. Yeah, I, mean, I uh, get tired of that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would. I don't like golf. I probably don't like it because I stink at it. But I don't like golf. I'm. I just so that don't rules see, out the villages. Then you. Can't, I just don't see pickleball there. in my future. <laughs> pickleball golf. Oh, we just, had, we just had a giant controversy in our little town mm, over all, pickleball. There's one every little town. Let pickle. We're spending yeah, yeah. $1.6 million to build a new court. To build eight pickleball courts. Mm, eight mm. pickleball courts for a grand total of like 300 people in this town who play pickleball. It just, it, I don't get it. But anyway. Okay. So how do you deal with this? I'm going to keep working. Yeah. I, which just, that is, I'm that is not going to retire. It says I'm not going to retire. You're loving your job. You don't have to retire. I mean, unless they retire you. Yeah. And I'm not going to retire until office. my health can't forces get in. me. Yeah, I think that's a way to put it. For me, too, by the way. So, 
Um, and the good news is, huge. the good news is, huge. you can prop me up in front of a microphone almost anywhere, <laughs> and uh, as long as the mouth moves and noise Everything comes else? out of the, the wait, lungs. the brain probably should be engaged before. Well, the mouth not moves, if I'm but, doing just yeah. voice work. That's true. Just You're put just words there. in front of me, and I'll say the words. <laughs> if I, as long as I can read the words, but anyway. But so those what, are bigger, bigger than people realize. Way bigger. But and I have a list. I've talked about this. I know, have a list of things I would do. What What's on the list? Well, number one, I want to be a docent at the Museum of Flight. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, I want to do. I want to do something. You should with move soccer. a little. You should move a little closer to Seattle then. If eh, you're docent. A couple of days a week. It's eh, okay. self driving car. Yeah. yeah, it'd be fine. Oh, please. Maybe I get a flight because it's the Museum of Flight. You could be a soccer coach. Yeah, it's okay. No, yeah, Not... no, but I could mentor young referees. Right, but you, you, referee, your refereeing days are short. They're, they're coming to an end. Yeah. There's no doubt there. The yeah. stamina ain't what it used to be, is it? No. 855-935-TALK. What are you going to do in retirement? Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey there, hi there, hello there. Welcome back to the show there. I'm Don, that's Tom, 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And you know one really interesting thing about that phone number is if you don't get in during the show, you can still use it to call us and leave questions um, and then we'll answer them on future programs. Now that takes a little longer. Sometimes you have to wait a little while, but we try to do that. And, uh, you can also send questions in at talkingrealmoney.com. but 855-935-TALK works 24 seven, just like, well, this. I just sold some property. I had a large capital gain, but I didn't pay for the taxes until eight months later. And I got a fine for not paying the taxes when I sold the property. Uh, so you might want to tell your callers that they better check out and pay those taxes right away. Bye-bye. Yeah, this is something people do have a tendency to forget. The government would like their money, and they'd like Immediately. it Immediately. They want it if now. That's okay. If that's okay. Uh yeah, and sometimes you have to make those estimated payments. But if you if you have a major sale, I mean, my advice is set aside how much of the tax you believe it will be and pay it right then. Yeah, because done. you can do that. You can go to the IRS's website. Yeah. And you, so you can estimate the tax. You yeah. can go right to their website, yeah. make a deposit, and it sits in there until it's time. Because if if you are subject to uh, to quarterly estimated withholding, then you if you don't pay it, then they will hit you with a with a fine. They will hit you with a penalty and interest. I always thought they gave you like one year when you did that and you didn't. Yeah, anyway, they do. They give you like a year. You can do it once, yeah. but not next and then year. They say we figured yeah. you out. Your game is we no good. We cracked here. down on you. Yeah. So, and by the way, that's a, a, just a good idea in general, anyway, because it gets the pain out of the way. You paid the tax, and life goes on. Instead yeah, of waiting and finding out I got a bigger bill. It, it, yeah, because when oh, you get that oh. big bill at the end. Uh, no fun. Oh, I hate those. Oh, oh I hate those. <laughs> 855-935-TALK. Call 24-7 like this. Hey, Don. This is, uh, let's see, you said today in Saturday's program, uh, the 15th of April, that you couldn't 
use my phone call because it was all cracked and stuff. Yep. So yep. this is a different phone. I'm trying again. Basically, I was trying to thank you for having given enough information to actually take an EJ account and make it workable. Um, yes, corporate isn't fiduciary. They proved that to me. Um, <laughs> but my local person can set things up very similarly to what your recommendations are. 70-30, a little light on foreign, only 17%, but still, big little bonds, yada. Um, the point being, what is the point? Uh, <laughs> that's our job, by the way. <laughs> you lost him? That's it? And that's what where it the ends. the point that he disappeared? And that's where it ends. <laughs> well, well, something about the not ready for retirement, not ready apparently for Apparently, we, we don't know what the point is either, but I kind of No, we think- know what the point is. No, the point is this. You've got a relationship with somebody at Edward Jones that you trust, that you know that's mm-hmm. whatever. I mm-hmm. get that. And by the way, most of the financial advisor uh, businesses count on you developing that relationship. We have often said it should st- at least start as a business relationship. It should always be a business relationship to some extent. But Edward Jones, though, is famous of- for pushing it as as, yeah. as an affinity, as a, as a, as a yeah, friendship. Yeah, your friend. Right. Yeah, right. Your uh, neighbor. Right down the block. Ed, so he's referring to EJ as Edward Jones. We have told people numerous times, we're not fans of Edward Jones. They're not a 100% fiduciary. Nope. They use actively managed products. They kind of overcharge you, in my mind, do overcharge you. But what the point of the matter was is you can go to your Ed Jones person. You can tell them, I want to own these funds. Mm-hmm. Those are inexpensive passive funds. Here's the Here's where the rubber meets the road, though. They're still going to charge you an awful lot as an asset manager, one point four percent or whatever it is. Yeah, they low, but it was a lot more just a couple of years ago. It was they were one of the first to uh, come down below two, uh, <laughs> because I yeah. looked. I it's so funny. Uh, a not a close friend, an acquaintance I ran into last night at the Loud Band concert. The off-key singer, ten feet from the ten, ten feet, feet from, from my table. Um, but the band had gone, and he and his wife were there. And he is with uh, one of the biggest firms, maybe the biggest brokerage firms. And we talked about this whole dual registration thing and the fees. And I pulled, I pulled did out my phone. Well? I pulled out my phone, and I said, "Your firm charges two percent." It says so in your ADV. And he goes, "Yeah, but we don't have to charge that much." And I yeah, said, well, then we could. why is it in the ADV? Why do they put 2% in? I said, why yes. shouldn't they say that they can only, and he goes, we only charge, we, we start at 1.5 and then go down to one. And I went, even that's too high. He goes, yeah, okay, maybe. I, but we talked about what he did and what he does is close to what we suggest, close but still, because they're the they're sophisticated, of course, they're sophisticated, and, and they only go for the big, big clients. And I, I love this. They, everybody does it, including us, including us. Uh, nobody wants the half a million, quarter million dollar clients anymore, no, except the brokers. Nobody wants them because they don't generate enough revenue. And he said, we won't take anybody who's under half a million we just, you little we, people we prefer Sorry. multi-million yeah. dollar accounts and so mm. because of that we do we do some uh some direct equity stuff and uh you know some private sure. placement stuff but yeah. but the point is it, it, 
that now this is where the industry is going. It is heading that way a lot faster than I thought. Heading to where? Toward more fiduciaries. Ah, toward okay. more proper planning processes. I I expected that the Merrill Lynch's and the Morgan Stanley's of the world would uh, would fight it a little bit more than they are. They're they're coming along. The ones who aren't going to come along are the Ameriprises, uh, LPL to some extent. You know these guys who are. Uh, they, yeah, they're going to sell. They're going to sell you stuff right up to the day the. Yeah, everybody says not going to do that anymore. Yeah, I I kind of think of them as anything for a buck firms. It's like you, you want to make a trade. You sure you want to buy a mutual fund? Yeah, sure. Uh, we don't care what you need. We just know what you want. Uh, so, but I do think it's kind of changing. Yeah. Okay. So back to the point. The point is, yes, at any major brokerage, you could tell your broker, "I want to own these five exchange traded funds." The question at hand to me still is how much they're going to charge you for that. Because so we just mentioned 1.4%, which is, it doesn't sound like that much higher than we charge one. But it is 40% higher. 40% yeah. more. I mean, you're gonna, uh, we've given the gasoline analogy. Number two is still the risk. And I think the caller alluded to this is that he found out along the way that they are not a 100% fiduciary when they tried to sell him into something else. This is what happens. Relationships begin, and then at some point they say, you know what, you'd really be better in XYZ product that is not a fiduciary. So anyway, that's that's a struggle, I think, long-term for anybody. Yeah, and, and they do, by the way. They do charge commissions. Uh, the minimum commission at Ed Jones, I think, for an ETF trade is $150. So uh, they do charge you for those trades. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And we, in addition to talking real money, every once in a while conduct a class. Not as often as we used to, but every once in a while. And we've got one coming up on May 24th at 9 a.m. Pacific time in Bellevue. We're going to do it live at our new classroom in our new office in Bellevue so people can attend live. It's a limited number of seats, about 20. Uh, but you can attend virtually, too. All you need to do to sign up is go to TalkingRealMoney.com. You'll see there's a couple of places to do it. The class is called Keep Calm and Retire Strong, playing off the old... British World War II poster about keeping calm and uh, because it's important that you keep calm. So go sign up right now at TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 